Joining us right now is another manager of the year. This time we've got the Bowie Bay Sox skipper, and he's the brother of uh, former Oreo grade Zach Britton, and that is Buck Britton. Buck, how are you? Good. How are you? All right, Buck. You may not remember me. You were walking. You were walking down the steps or up the steps, and I was walking. And Kristen Hudak introduced us from the media room. Okay. All right. I just thought I'd remind you of that. Buck, I can tell you of- how thrilled you sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of, there were a lot of faces. You met you met a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what was this like? What was this year like? You moved up from Delmarva, two two spots from Delmarva to uh, Bowie. Was it a tougher uh, job for you? Um, you know, I think the toughest thing was, and uh, and kind of just like as a player when you when you move up levels, the speed of the game. Um, and it was one of those things where in Bowie, I had a little more free reign on you know how to run a bullpen and stuff. And uh, but but things escalate quickly uh, the higher you go up. So. An error could turn into a three-one inning before uh, you get a chance to breathe. So it's uh, the challenge was uh, trying to stay far enough ahead of the game, um, as opposed to in, in a ball where it's a little slower. Um, the fact that the club got on such a great roll, they're going to be in the playoffs, uh, and you were named manager of the year of the Eastern League. How much pride do you take in those accomplishments? Man, you know it's a it's a huge honor to be. Uh, to be voted that you know that's that's something that you get voted on by your peers so uh that uh that's something i take a uh, huge pride in um i know it, it was a uh, it was an effort not only by me but you know keith Bodie, our hitting coach kenny steenstra josh conway our development coach uh the strength coaches the trainer i mean it was it was it was really a team effort to, to keep these guys going when uh in april uh things didn't look so good for us we're talking with Buck Britton, the manager of the Bowie Bay Sox, whose team uh, uh, is going. You're you're definitely going to the playoffs, correct? Well, it's going to take. Uh, Erie would have to win three in a row, and we'd have to lose three in a, in okay. a row. So, all right. Well, we won't say it's definite yet. I'm superstitious, but yeah. I know you've had. I know you've had an incredible second half. I wanted to hone in on two pitchers uh, that the Orioles uh, had been trying to make into starting pitchers. And the decision was make made apparently individually maybe two months ago that both Dylan Tate and Hunter Harvey would move out of starting situations or the attempt to start to to put them in the bullpen and maybe fast track them a little bit. And it looks like in the case of both of them, it's worked out very well. Can you talk a little bit about whose whose decision making was going on there? Was it you? in conjunction with Mike Elias or uh, tell us a little bit about how that went. No, that's, that's definitely something that's done on the, uh, you know, through Mike Elias and Chris Holt, our pitching uh, coordinator and uh, Kenny Steenstra, our pitching coach here. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know the exact thinking behind it. I just know the way those guys took to those roles was uh, pretty impressive. You know, it's, it's interesting. In both cases, there's a, there's a history of relief pitching. With Dylan Tate, he was a relief pitcher in college and good enough that he was a number one pick uh, taken by the Texas Rangers. And in the case of Hunter Harvey, while he had always been a starter, his dad was a relief pitcher uh, extraordinaire in the major leagues. And I, I'm assuming that's helped him accept that role. He doesn't view it as a, a downward role. 
No, that's something that uh, I was kind of proud of both of those guys. They uh, they took the the role and kind of ran with it. You know, it wasn't uh, there was no negativity about it. You know, they were both excited. Um, you know, both are type of guys that want to do anything they can to number one get to the big leagues and, and stay in the big leagues. Um, but are both guys that want to do whatever they can to help whatever team they're on win. And uh, what they've been able to do in the bullpen has uh, been pretty impressive in such a short amount of time. Buck, let me ask you this, and that has to do with the organization in general in terms of, uh, you know, teaching players the right way to play the game. Now, earlier uh, we we wound up having Kyle Moore on, who's had a great year, obviously, at at Delmarva. But when you think about players coming up through the system, how important is it, and has Mike Elias at all talked about the fact that you want to – kind of had the continuity throughout all levels of the of the system before players are ready to go to the big leagues yeah i think that's something that they're uh that's important to them uh like you said all the way through um and, it, and it's important for all the coaches to be on the same page so that the players are continuing they're they're hearing the same verbiage if you will or uh the same philosophy so that when they go to different levels and they see different managers and coaches that it's just a another building block on the foundation that was built uh, the level below um, so I think that it's very important that the players can kind of get used to the, uh, the, I guess, the language that you use or just kind of the overall philosophy on what we're trying to do to get guys prepared for the big leagues. Uh, this is not meant as a question that opens you up to criticize your former bosses, but I, clearly the organization under Mike and Sig Madoff, uh puts a premium in, in analytics and uh, that approach to baseball. Is that something that you've always embraced or always understood, and have you found that it's the fact that Mike and Sig do embrace that, it's caused you to have to really embrace it more or understand it better? Um, I, I think uh, definitely understand it better. I always knew um, bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know kind of the whole package, especially on the pitching side. You know, And as a manager, you got to kind of be um, well-versed in every aspect of the game. And uh, – the information that we're getting on the pitching side. Um, I know they, they were using that stuff in the big leagues with the old regime, but in the minor leagues, it, it, it wasn't really uh, a priority. And now they're making it a priority. And um, it's been uh, interesting to see all the, uh, the new stuff that's come in. And I know there's uh, some excitement, especially for the, uh, you know, the young managers in the organization. And even the people that have been here, they're, uh, you know, that are willing to learn and anxious to, uh, to see what this information can do to help them, uh, better themselves as coaches for the players. That was a good way you, you accepted that question and, and, and took it because, you know, I'm a guy who's understood bits and pieces of it, but the, the, having this, this group running this team now, I'm finding it's caused me to want to learn more about it and the approach. And I'm wondering, I watched the Houston Astros where Mike and Sig were, and I watched him pick up a great pitcher like Justin Verlander, and they seemed to make him better. They picked up a good pitcher in Garrett Cole, and they made him better. They picked up uh, a so-so relief pitcher named Ryan Presley, and they made him a very important part of their bullpen. Then all of a sudden, I look at guys that you had this year that improved dramatically and I'm saying, I wonder if it has anything to do with the new regime and the analytics approach and advanced metrics and spin rate. Can you simplify the answer and just say whether it helped or not? No, it, it for sure did, and especially on the pitching side. I think that's where you're going to see it first. Yep. Um, with, all, with all the new technology that's coming in, guys are starting to understand how their pitches move 
through the strike zone, um, where where they throw those pitches in regards to their best locations in the strike zone. Um, so they're getting that little bit of extra knowledge that allows them to go out there and kind of game plan a little more uh, and how to attack left-handed hitters, right-handed hitters. Um, so it, it kind of teaches them to, uh, to, I guess, to think through an outing a little more and um, be a little more, more precise in what they're trying to do. We're talking with uh, Buck Britton, manager of the year of the Bowie Bay Sox. Buck, uh, tell our listeners and the folks viewing us on Facebook Live uh, a little snippet on on all these pitching prospects, the the top guys, Zach Lothar, uh, Alex Wells, and uh, Bowman. Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, well, we, we can start with Zach Lothar, who's uh, I think he's got 13 wins for us this year. Um, this is a guy um, who kind of like Wells. He doesn't really light the radar gun up, although his fastball is picking up a little bit in velocity. But he's got he's got that that high spin rate, so that disappearing fastball to top of the zone. So he gets a lot of uh, swings and misses on his fastball, and he's um, he's really putting together a nice year for us and developing a, a breaking ball that's come a long way and a changeup. Um, for Alex Wells, this is a kid that's uh, just fearless. Um, fastball somewhere between 87, 89, but he's not afraid to not afraid to throw inside the hitters. Uh, he knows how to pitch. He's got a big breaking ball uh, to keep guys off balance, um, and he's and he's working on a third pitch and a slider, which has come a long ways and kind of giving him uh, another weapon for left-handed hitters. And then uh, big Mike Bauman. Um, first thing you notice with this guy is he looks the part. I mean, this is a, this is a monster out there on the mound. Um, and he's a guy that uh, mid to upper 90s fastball. Um, he creates a lot of downhill angle on it just because of the, uh, the overhand, uh, I guess, arm, uh, arm angle he has. is straight over the top. A lot of angle. Um and he's really developing a, a really nice slider to complement that, uh, working on a changeup and a breaking ball as well. So um, I, I would say these guys are these guys are well on track, man, and it's going to be fun, I think, the next couple of years as they start to put together their full arsenal and uh, move up the chain. Uh, I want to ask you about two guys that aren't under your uh, leadership right now but pitched very well for you this year, and that's Bruce Zimmerman and Dean Kramer. Um Knowing minor league baseball the way you do, why didn't they have smoother entries into AAA? In other words, what do you think hit them that they weren't prepared for or ready for? Yeah, the uh, the, the first thing I'll say is that is the baseball. So in AA, we still use the minor league ball, and in AAA this year they implemented the major league ball. So you're first off, you're getting used to a new ball, so that's okay. going to kind of kind of change things uh but second you know as you go up the hitters get better and they the hitters get more selective so the importance of being able to get guys out in the strike zone or uh, show them that you could throw your pitches four strikes to allow them to maybe then expand um whereas in double a you still get some really aggressive young hitters mm-hmm. um so I, I think there they're learning that you know it's it's important to uh, to throw strikes and be able to get guys out in the strike zone Dean Kramer this year, he's going. First of all, he's been chosen to go to the Arizona Fall League. He had to battle through some injuries to get back and pitch for you. I think it was in mid-May or late May. Uh, how did those impact his season? Yeah, I think you know, without a doubt, you know, he kind of got a late start. Um, I I didn't have the opportunity to see him last year where he struck out, you know, everybody in the world. Um, so he got off to a slow start with us. Um, and, and the injuries definitely have hampered him. And I'm glad that he's going to go to the fall league and kind of uh, get his innings up to where he's uh, 
you know, so next year he can kind of hit the ground running. Um, but but Dean's going to be okay. You know, Dean's a smart kid. He's got he's he's got good stuff, and he's he's going to be all right. What can you tell us about using uh, with Diaz and what's going on with him? Yeah, Yusnel Diaz. Diaz. Yeah, he's another guy. He, he's had an injury plugged year. Um, he took some time off. He had a birth of his kid. So it's kind of been a, a crazy year for Diaz. Um, he's got he's got a lot of ability, a lot of tools. Um, I think the important thing for him is to uh, get his lower half in a little better shape, um, get some strength down there so that he can make it through a whole season. Um, because uh, when he's uh, when he's a hundred percent and when he's going, he's fun to watch. Hey, you got the you're 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 a relative of a pretty big pitcher in Major League Baseball. Your brother Zach Britton. You got to manage two kids this year in Preston Palmero and Ryan Ripken, uh, who have kind of lineages to the past. What was that like? Uh, it's been great. You know, I had the uh, I was the hitting coach from Preston was in Delmarva, and then I was the manager last year when I had Ryan um, and. Both kids are, I mean, great kids, number one. I mean, they're just great people. Um, and I know there's there's probably added pressure that goes with being a Palmero and a Ripken, but these guys have, uh, they've done all right. You know, I think they handle it well. Um, and I think they both kind of understand that they're their own individual people and uh, they're going about this trying to carve a path for themselves. We had Ryan on the show a couple of different times uh, when he was at Delmarva and, and the Pre- second. Wasn't it Preston? Preston Palmer, you said Ryan. I'm sorry. We had, we had Preston on, yeah. and and you know he he had his last year with the Shorebirds had really good numbers. What's his year been like? I know he got off to a really slow start, but how's he rebounded in the second half? And and what kind of uh, what kind of prospect is he at this point? Yeah, you know Preston got off to a slow start, but uh, this is a kid who. Uh, you know, you know the peaks and valleys emotionally. I think he's he's been pretty steady. Uh, his his dad's come out a lot to work with him. He's worked a lot with Keith Bodie here. Um, he's just a guy who he got off to a slow start. Sometimes that can be hard to overcome. But he's put together better at bats. He got a big uh, two RBI two out knock last night to put us on top five three and help us win that ball game. Um, but he's uh, he, he's a good little player. You know, I don't know exactly what he's gonna uh, who he's gonna be in the future. He can really play first base defensively. Um, not your typical first baseman, you know, he's not a, he's not a big bopper, but he does have some, some sneaky power. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know if first base is going to be where he lands or if he turns into a guy who moves around the ball, uh, you know, around the diamond, but, uh, uh I'm looking forward to pressing kind of bouncing back next year. Hey, the last question is about two players that you had this year. One of them has moved up to Norfolk and he's also going to the Arizona Fall League, which is Ryland Bannon. And the other is um, Ryan McKinney, who had such a great year last year. He got off to a pretty slow start this year. What can you tell us about those two guys? Yeah, well, uh, first we'll start with uh, Bannon. Uh, Bannon's a, a little guy in stature, uh, but he, he plays kind of like a big man. He's got he's got a little bit of power for 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 a, a little guy. Um, really fast twitch. Uh, we we primarily played him at third base. He played second base a little bit. But uh, at third base, I mean, this guy, he's one of the quickest third basemen I've seen in a, you know, that first-step quickness. Um, he's going to be a guy, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to translate to the big leagues. I think he's got a little bit of power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately he's probably going to be a guy who moves around the diamond, too. Um, but he's a, he plays hard and he plays fast. Um, 
And then there's McKenna, and McKenna's kind of my wild card. And I, I had him in 2017, my first year, and probably got the best overall tools mm-hmm. in the organization. Um, Very good. Now, a plus defender in center? Plus defender. Yeah. Plus defender. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he can throw, he can run. He's got he's got a lot of power. His, what he does in BP sometimes is, is absolutely impressive. The problem with Ryan right now is trying to find that consistency. Um, and being a high school kid out of the draft, I think he's just slowly coming along. He's learning baseball. You know, he's from uh, he's from uh, Maine, um, so he was a little bit behind the curve as a high schooler there. But um, he's doing a nice job, and I and I expect Ryan to just continue to get better. And uh, one of these days, everything's going to come together for this kid, and it's it's going to be exciting. What does being manager of the year in the league mean to you? Uh man, it's it's awesome. It's obviously it's a it's a special honor. Um, there's a lot of hard work that goes into this. And I think, uh, by them recognizing me as manager of the year, I think it's also a recognition of the staff and how hard they've, uh, they've worked. And, um, I mean, what we've done to turn this thing around and the energy that the staff has brought to, uh, to allow these players to kind of, um, still be themselves and not put any added pressure to try to get out of some uh, losing streak that we were on or, uh, worry about our record. Um, I think it's really a testament to, to this whole staff and what they've been able to do. Hey, Buck, they say that dreams die hard. Uh, you're dealing with kids that have the dream of playing in the big leagues. You had that same dream. How tough was it for you to sort of finally put that aside and say, hey, I love this game, I want to be a part of it, but I'm going to move on from playing? And how does the fact that you went through that help you deal with kids like a Preston Palmero who go through a tough time? Yeah, you know it's uh, it's never easy. I mean, your dream is when you're when you're a kid is to play in the big leagues, right? Yep. Um, and it's it's uh, it is tough. I was I was blessed and fortunate enough to have uh, Buck Showalter call me right away and have a meeting with him, and um, he kind of gave me his stamp of approval, saying that he thinks that I would be good at this coaching thing. So for me, that transition was uh, was pretty smooth, and I I got lucky that I had guys like that in my corner. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. And I, I definitely take a different approach. I know how hard it is. Um, I've kind of seen two opposite ends. I've seen, uh, you know, my brother who was a big time prospect and myself who was a senior sign. So I, I've kind of got the, the whole picture on, you know, how, how kind of baseball works. Um, and I had that grinder mentality. So I, uh, I treat everybody the same. That, that, that's, that's my one goal. I treat everybody the same because, when it comes time for a kid to uh, whose career might be over, um, it's it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing, and I just want to be honest with the kids and you know kind of build that personal relationship so that when I do have to make a tough you know a tough call that the organization has made, they know that it's uh, that it's coming from somewhere or somebody who cares for them. Hey, last thing. Speaking of family, uh, how tough was it for you to have your career go the way it did? And look over your younger brother was so successful at the major leagues where I'm sure you're incredibly proud of him, but there's got to be some some human part of you that said, "Boy, I wish that could have been me." <laughs> yeah, you know, I never want to. I never want to take away. Anything. I mean, what he what he's done and the work that he put in is yeah. is impressive. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's that sense of man. You know, what it, it would be awesome to be able to be able to play in the big leagues too. I'm just um, ta- I'm just talking that- about the money, Buck. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hoping one day my bank account just fills up somehow. All right. 
Hey, uh, we, he's, he's been great, man. Yeah, your brother's uh, really to be admired. And he was a guy, didn't all come easy to him either. You know, he had to uh, take that role. So that what we talked about with Hunter Harvey and Dylan Tate, you know, Zach took to it like a duck in, duck in water, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, many thanks for coming on, and congratulations on a great season and the recognition that came with it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much.